Welcome to the FemiPod. These are conversations about females for everyone to listen to, learn from and engage with. Brought to you by your Femi founders, Esther Kewen and myself, Lydia O'Donnell. Welcome back to the FemiPod. Uh, this is episode number 56, our second episode for 2023. Thanks for everybody who tuned in last week and welcome back. And if you are a first time listener, welcome to the FemiPod. I am here with, of course, my bestie, Esty. How are you, Est? I'm good. Thanks, Lydia. Getting back into the swing of things of work. We've hit the ground running pretty hard week two. Week one was like a nice ease in, you know, set expectations just easing into the year but yeah this this week's been really good and busy and we've got a lot done just really exciting got some big things in the pipeline coming up which you'll all hear about over the next few months which is very exciting but yeah work's good obviously and then training's been really good I feel like I've sort of turned a little bit of a corner I actually don't know though because if anyone listened last week I don't run with my watch so I don't know what times I'm running so maybe I'm making this up but I feel like I'm getting a little bit fitter which is cool I did a cool workout yesterday for I'm in the high hormone phase so I'm about five days from my period so I did like a warm-up and then I did a 12-minute tempo six 20 second hill sprints and then a 12 minute tempo it's just really fun I feel like breaking up a tempo sometimes is quite nice because it's quite a long time of running at the same pace so yeah really enjoyed that body's good uh so this is going to be a whirlwind for those who have been listening to a few episodes so I've said two different um scenarios around the Tarawera 21 so it turns out that I we are running around the blue lake which is <laughs> funny um, because originally I said we we're running around the Blue Lake and that's where I rolled my left ankle quite severely and took me out, you know, for a good six weeks of, of injury. And then the following week I said, actually, we're not, woohoo, like don't have to, you know, think about that at all. And then turns out we actually are. So that's really funny, but it doesn't change my mindset. I'm going to strap my ankles up pretty tight, I think, and just, um, you know, face face the fear of that. And I, I think I'll be absolutely fine. I'm just excited to get out there and run um, and see lids and see all the Femi crew and yeah, have a cool get together. Yeah, I just feel like my one other thing that's really, really cool for me, um, which I know is tough for you right now, Lids, when you do your update, I'm sure I feel like my long COVID stuff subsided. So I found what it was happening to me before was I would have like a three week cycle of feeling good um, and it wasn't aligning to my menstrual cycle, anyone listening, but three weeks of feeling relatively strong and able to train hard. And then something weird would happen, like a really sore throat and like quite a lot of fatigue. Sometimes I'd actually get properly sick. And that was just going on and on almost every month. I just have this weird cycle of being able to kind of push for a bit and then something would happen, I'd get sick. So I feel like I've had some consistent weeks of actually not getting sick. And yeah, it's cool. And um excited but yeah I know that that sucks and I'm sorry Liz about your uh what's happened at the moment but we'll pass it over to you and just um hope that you're feeling all right and how are you and what's been happening look I'm really really happy for you that your health is on the rise I think that's really positive after the last like nine months or something of this up and down um yeah, with health battles and whatnot, but unfortunately, uh, I have been struck down by COVID for the third time. So uh, I'm currently battling COVID again, which 
Um, for those long-time listeners, you will know very well that both Esther and I have kind of battled with long COVID and just COVID symptoms and, yeah, having COVID, obviously, um, for the last wee while. So I actually had COVID in March 2022. Um, I got it again in April, about four or five weeks later. And then I got influenza in May. So I was like quite sick for about four months. And then for the last like maybe six months, um, I've just been battling with quite bad fatigue and uh, I have had low iron issues and yeah, a few things going on. But yes, early this week, I was struck down again. So I mean, it is frustrating because I was really excited to just focus on my health and, and my physical fitness this year and just hopefully get back into running and feeling strong and enjoying training and, and feeling fit and fast again, which I I would say from the 1st of January, I was running okay. Like I still have had bad fatigue, but I was still able to get up and train each day and I was getting some good consistency in. Uh, and then the old code had got me. So um, that's going to put a bit of a spanner in the works, but I was going to run at Tarawera alongside Est and the Femi team, but unfortunately I won't be running there. I'm still potentially going to pace, but I have to see over the next week or so how the body kind of holds up after going through COVID again. Um, but yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe it. You, yeah, you're going to either laugh or cry about it, so I'm just going to laugh, but um, it's a, it is, it's a frustrating time for me at the moment. I wonder, I honestly wonder, yeah, how many people have had it three times. I would say there wouldn't be that many who have had it three times on top of everything else last year. Yeah, it's a pretty rough uh, start to the year, but surely, you know, it can only get better from here. You've battled through this far and you've managed to continue maintaining something like you've been running most days. So I feel like when the time is right, let's come back, we'll be on fire, but I'm just really sorry and it sucks and anyone else out there who's probably I'm sure there's many listeners who are still experiencing long COVID symptoms and then potentially have gotten it again as well and just feel for you all and yeah sending you lots of love and same to you lads sucks thanks thanks it's so nice yeah it's uh it is it's a tough time but it's life and it's like it could be much worse. That's what I keep telling myself. It could be much worse. I can still, you know, uh, get up and move around and do work and do the things that I enjoy. It's just the running is going to be put on hold for a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that is why I may sound a little bit nasally um, and I may have a bit of brain fog throughout this episode, but um, we're going to give it our best crack. We know that we usually have a guest every second week um, and we did have a guest lined up, but we wanted to push our conversation with her to next week. We have some really exciting news coming out next week uh, with a new coach joining our Femi team and we want to introduce her to all of you next week. So come back for that episode next week to listen to her she is incredible and I'm sure all of you will be very excited to see who's joining the team uh, but for now and for today we wanted to kind of take this conversation about expectation versus reality and with the new year starting this idea there's this new year new me and how we're going to really pull that apart and dissect what that actually means and, and you know for me coming into a new year where I was quite excited to hit the ground running, uh, no pun intended, I 
have already had a spanner thrown in, you know, so there's already been a challenge put in front of me and we're only three weeks into the year. Uh, so I think it's really important for us to all kind of have this open mind when we are setting goals and intentions for the year. And I know last week we talked about our intentions for 2023 and this really ties into that nicely because it's not about setting specific goals. It's about setting intentional words that you want to carry through the entire year. And when challenges arise, you can still use those words to your advantage. So uh, for me in particular, it's understanding with my body, understanding that the world that we live in right now is temperamental. You know, you never really know when you're going to get sick, especially with COVID. It is everywhere. Many people are falling in with it at the moment. So it's just one of those things you have to kind of accept and and be prepared to face those challenges. And I think you can think about this from a health point of view. You can think about it from a work point of view, training point of view. You can kind of use this idea of expectation versus reality uh, in any areas of your life. So should we jump into it? Let's talk about running in particular. Expectation versus reality, I think, is a really interesting one when it comes to running, because I know all of us who run put a lot of pressure on ourselves uh, and whether that's pressure to be achieving particular goals, distances, times, paces, winning races, qualifying for teams. There's a lot of pressure put on there um, and, you know, expectation comes from having that pressure. The pressure comes from the expectation. So training blocks. Yes, do you want to chat about how this kind of expectation versus reality can play out in a training block? Yeah, of course. I feel like what you talked about with Tarawit is like a perfect example, right? And even last year with you with Chicago and then me with multiple races, you know, you keep putting these expectations upon yourself and we did that we would be able to make those start lines and putting that pressure on ourselves to, I guess, yeah, turn up in, in the best form, which we do want to anyway, but it's like having that balance between expectation but with a flexible mindset. So you still want to work really hard to try and achieve those goals. but basically the last year and what we've both been through and what you've been through already right now, it's, it is reality. And like, there's so much that can happen that can get in the way, could get injured. You could overtrain, the pressure could become too much, or you could change your behaviors to, to get those goals as well. So I think if you do have massive goals, like it may be run a PB or it might be to, yeah, like let's said, qualify for a certain race. Just make sure that you've given your mind the flexibility that that potentially may not happen and that that's okay. Because I think we get so fixated on like one event and one thing and it means so much to us. And when that doesn't come through and we don't get that result that we wanted and we worked so hard for, you know, it can be if you've put a lot into it and you've expected to get there 100%. And you haven't really had that flexible mindset, you're going to be so disappointed and it's going to affect, you know, the way you see yourself, uh, your self-worth and and your self-belief. So I think training blocks, going into them, really prepared to work hard with the, you know, the hope that it'll go well. And but taking away that expectation that a hundred percent you will make that start line or make that PB. Because like I said, if you then don't get it you know, you've put so much pressure on yourself to get it and it's going to really affect the way you see yourself. So I'm not saying here, don't have goals and don't have dreams. hundred percent do, but just have that flexible mindset in your training that things might pop up like an injury or sickness, like Liz has had with her COVID and now she can't do Tarawera, which sucks. And it's just another thing that we're dealing with. I think I was thinking before when we were talking about the words, the intentional words, and the one that just came to my mind is resilience. And I think 
after that podcast, the universe is testing you straight away, Lids, and testing your resilience and <laughs> um, and your ability to come back from it again and again. Um, well, you'll prove it wrong and you, you'll be able to get there. But yeah. The only thing I'll add is I think people, especially runners, and when we're coached and someone's providing us a training program, we will get that training program, whether it's like an eight-week training program or 12 weeks or even 16 weeks. And I don't know any runner who doesn't do this, uh, gets the training program and analyzes the whole training program and like looks over what workouts and what sessions and what long runs you're going to be doing. And that's totally normal and totally okay. But I think you have this expectation that that training program set in front of you is going to go to plan the way it's laid out for you by your coach, which is 100% not true. No training block has ever gone to plan for me. And there will always be something that pops up, whether that is your health, uh, it might be travel, it might be work stresses, it might be that something with the race might happen. Like there are so many things that might go wrong throughout that training block. And I think, as S mentioned, being resilient and uh, being flexible, I think is really, really important because it just allows you to work through those challenges as they arise versus just being like, no, like this training plan's meant to be perfect. And this is really going to stress me out and make everything a lot worse. Um, and I'm not going to be able to get to the race because I've got sick or I've got a cold for a couple of days or whatever, or I might have a slight injury um, where I need to take a week off training. Like that is so normal and that is so okay. Um, but just like kind of setting that intention from the start of the training block will definitely allow you to deal with it way better when it arises because it probably will arise. We have talked about the rule of thirds before. We know that, you know, things only go to plan or go well a third of the time. Um, a third of the time they're okay. And a third of the time they're shit and that's life. Uh, and so I think just like understanding that and realizing that when you set up a training block, I think is really important. Definitely. I feel like it also having that flexible mindset helps you also enjoy the journey because you know that it, you know, in the future, you don't have that race on that day. I'm going to make that. I'm going to do that time. And that's all that's going to happen. So what having that flexible mindset does is it flips it and says, I'm going to try really hard to get there, but there may be things that get in the way. And if that happens, that's okay, but I'm going to enjoy the journey. And I think it teaches you to like be present in the moment and enjoy the fact that you have the ability to run on that day. So making, making sure you're staying grateful and enjoying the journey will help you sort of relieve that expectation upon yourself. And, you know, if you have people in your life that are putting excessive expectation on you and you feel that pressure, that's not okay. And it's not fair for people to be doing that. It's obviously, you know, I think back to my childhood and I didn't have extreme pressure on me, but I was praised for success. So that turned to pressure on myself, internal pressure because of the way that I was spoken to in the environments I was in. So just being aware of what people are saying to you as well. And, you know, if you're feeling that what they're saying to you is making you feel more pressure on yourself and you're not enjoying the moment and you're not, you're thinking so much about this one result, telling them about it and asking them to, you know, not say that. I still remember the time lives and we've talked about it I think maybe on the podcast but when you were in amazing form as per much of your life you had the 10k nationals coming up and you were definitely the favorite and I played into that as well and I've definitely you know I've seen the errors of my way there and we were all saying, you know, oh, you're going to win, lads. You're going to win by so much. It's going to be so cool and blah, blah, blah. And then unfortunately on the day, I 
you didn't and you came second. And I feel like because of everything that everyone had been saying, the pressure on you from that affected potentially. I don't know how you're feeling actually in your body, but in your mind, potentially all those words that were coming into your head were affecting you as well. So yeah, that was a learning curve for me to not put pressure on other people like that as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think, you know, in those situations, it, it is hard. And I think as a female athlete, you might be performing really, really well one week and suffering the next. And that's also very normal and something that we all need to understand because we have female hormones and they can impact our performance. And that's just another thing we just have to accept and be flexible with. Um, And like, you can even play this out in a workout, you know, like going into a workout with an expectation of how it's going to go, having certain paces put upon you or you setting those paces of what you want to hit in that workout and then not being flexible with that. And if you don't hit those paces, you know, that can be really disheartening and that can really affect your confidence. And there's so many things that come into play when we think about like, our performance and what paces we can hit or distances we can hit, um, such as our female hormones and the stresses that are going on around us and how much, how much we are rested. And there's so many things that come into play that um, we have to realize can affect the outcome. So having this like really rigid expectation is only going to impact your confidence in a negative way if it doesn't go to plan. But uh, if you can be more flexible and prepared for even in a workout, challenges can arise. You know, if you're doing eight by a K, guarantee number four, five, and six are going to be really hard. So it's almost preparing your mind for those challenges to come versus just being like, I have to hit 320s and that's the pace I'm hitting. And there's like no way that I'm going to fall above that or whatever. Um, So even in a workout, I think, yeah, playing into like reality versus expectation is really important. So important. I I remember... There's been a few times in my training where a day just doesn't click and I've had, you know, kilometer reps, like you said, and I'm doing one and I'm off pace and I'm feeling like shit. And I've, I've had the flexible attitude to just say, you know, this isn't the day. And then I've had times where I've done it the next day and it's clicked and I've hit all the paces. And that's because I had a flexible attitude. I could have, you know, left then being really dejected thinking that I I couldn't hit the times I'm not fast you know lose confidence in myself or I can say that's okay today's not the day I'm going to go back and try again tomorrow or the day after whatever it would be for you and give it another crack and it even reminds me of one of my one of my athletes amazing the amazing Soraya she did a 3k time trial recently and she you know a time trial is so hard because you're doing it by yourself, right? You're she was all all alone. I um I offered to get her some people to help her, but she said she wanted to do it herself, which I think is you know really admirable as well. But um unfortunately it was extremely windy, like ridiculous kilometer per hour winds. And she started and she, you know, didn't feel fantastic and and she stepped off the track and she did the same thing. So we had a call and she went the next day and she went and she did the 3K and she took like almost 40 seconds off her 3k pb and that's only in a year and i just think that just shows you like that flexible mindset and being able to adapt when things don't go your way like quite often you can flip it and still make it really positive um but yeah like let's said rigid rigid expectations they just don't lead to anything good no way yeah that's awesome for saraya it's so cool to see her crushing it i think an experience that i had that relates to all of this is when i was 
training towards uh, the world champs a few years ago, which I think I've talked about before on other episodes, but I had this incredible training block. Everything went to plan. Like I just was able to hit K's, get my paces. I saw huge progress over like three months. And then in the last month leading into the race, it all turned to shit and I got sick. Um, I was just burnt out. I got to the race. I didn't run the race that I wanted. I had a lot of pressure on me to hit a specific pace to qualify for the team. I didn't get that. I actually pulled out of the race and the days following the race, I was just like in a really bad mindset and a really negative place. And it was because I had had such expectation that I was going to hit that pace to hit, to make that team, um, which I didn't do. And that was, you know, I think a huge learning curve for me. And I don't know if I would like a hundred percent, I wouldn't be where I am now if I hadn't been through that because I, I definitely look back and I'm like, yeah, you have to be so flexible with yourself and understanding and whatever the outcome is, is going to be the outcome, but just like enjoy that journey and and that flexible mindset is definitely going to play into helping you have fun out there and, and be happy by doing what you're doing. And Definitely. I feel it's interesting, like comparing events when you think about a marathon, it must be harder because of the intensity of the training and like the one event that you're training for for so long. Whereas like if you're running 5Ks and 10Ks or 1500s, you can do them, you know, you could probably do two a month or more and you'll bounce back fine. But a marathon's different, isn't it? It's like so much rides on it. So more of a question for you now that it's like, how do you handle that pressure of training towards something so big for so long and make sure that you've still got that mindset, that flexible mindset? Yeah, it's super interesting. I think there is a lot of pressure that comes with running marathons if you are only focusing on one or two a year. Like obviously you put a lot of time, energy, money into that training build. So when it comes to the race, you feel like you've invested so much that the outcome has to be good to make all of that value you've put in worth it. But that's not the case. But I think when you look at a shorter distance race versus the marathon in the actual moment, if something goes wrong in a marathon, you have so much time to fix what's gone wrong in the race versus in a 3K or 5K, even in a 10K, it goes by so fast that like if you make a mistake, if you fall over, if you trip, if you're off pace by a couple and one or two Ks, that can really impact the outcome. And so I almost find the shorter distances more stressful with more pressure because you have to execute it really well worse versus the marathon if you're off pace for a few k's that is no stress at all you have you know 38 other k's to figure it out so although the training build definitely feels like there's a lot of pressure throughout there and once you get to the race you want it to go really well um I think once you've heard that gun go and you're actually in the moment of the marathon you really can relax throughout it and enjoy the moment. And I think that's probably why I love the marathon. It really is a huge adventure. Like you go out on this race, you're out there for hours, um, whether you're running with someone or by yourself, you're constantly in your mind and you get to just like feel the reward of that training block in that moment and you can have fun with it. And so the pressure thing is definitely something that comes into play. And it definitely did that day where I was trying to qualify for the world champs. But I think if I went back now and ran that race with the mindset I have, 
I definitely think I could have qualified because I think I would have been a lot more flexible. Um, I wouldn't have had so much pressure put upon me. I would have understood that I was just out there to have a good time and whatever the result was, was going to be the result. But I'm like pretty confident I could have done it. Well, there's still time. I believe in you. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, after everything that, and the change in both of us and our mindsets, I think, yeah, whatever we want to do, we can do it. And I think we'll be kind to ourselves regardless of the results, which is, it's a nice place to be. Yeah, definitely. And that goes for all of you listening, like be kind to yourself, know what you love doing, do it right, be flexible with your mindset um, and kind of know what those intentional words are, because I think it will always bring you back to a place that is being kind to yourself. Yeah. And I think like, the last thing we just wanted to touch on was this idea of feeling like you deserve something because you've done the work to do it versus just like going out and having a good time doing it um, and having that flexible attitude. And I think it links into everything we've kind of spoken about. Like when you do the work and you set the intention, it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to get the outcome. Mm-hmm. And that's tough to hear and maybe hard to swallow, but it is true. You're not guaranteed anything in life. We've both learned that. So I think again, just like expectations versus reality, always checking in with yourself and being prepared for those challenges that will 100% arise throughout whatever journey you're on, I think will allow you to kind of just enjoy it more. Love it. All right, we're going to wrap things up there only because I am very aware I am quite unwell (laughs) Um, but it has been so good chatting and thank you to everybody that has listened to us this week as mentioned at the start we're going to be back with an incredible guest a new Femi coach next week Uh, for those who are wanting to join our Femi team you can do that we do have spots open at the moment so you can head to our website femi.co if you want to get coached by one of our amazing Femi coaches go ahead and do so. If you have any questions or queries for us, you can hit us up on Instagram at femi.co or head to our website, femi.co. And I wanted to add just before we wrap things up, we just recently launched a shorter course of Femi Theory. So it's called Femi Theory Fundamentals and it's a condensed version of the longer course. So there's some topics that are Uh, removed from the full course but we think it covers like the fundamentals of what someone should know when working with a female athlete and eventually we want this to be like a necessity for people you know Lids and I were talking about it and she said it before in such a good way like you wouldn't go to an accountant that's not a qualified accountant and it's the same with the coach why are we being coached by people that don't even know what a menstrual cycle is or don't even know what estrogen does like it's it needs to change and the femi theory fundamentals course is a lot more accessible it's shorter easier to get through um so yeah if you're interested and you thought about potentially doing a longer course but you thought maybe it was too much of a time time commitment have a look at femi theory fundamentals it's all up on our website now femi.co love it Thanks, Est. We'll chat you all next week. Thank you.